and welcome to The New Conspiracist, the show that's got more conspiracy theories than you can shake a rabbit at. Is that a turn of phrase, James? I mean, it is now. It is is now. It is now. I'm Jolyon Rubenstein, and beside me, wheeled out to give us the truth straight down the line and to call out the lies, is my conspiracy companion, James Bull. Hello, James. Joel, who's our guest this week? Well, this week, I'm really excited about it. It's someone who I think is quite phenomenal. I've seen him a couple of times in Edinburgh before. He's an award-winning comedian, author, and podcaster. I talk, of course, about Rob Orton, whose daily podcast, the Rob Orton Daily Podcast, won Best Daily Podcast at the 2020 British Podcast Awards. Have we even been nominated for a podcast award? I mean, future glories, Joel. Unbelievable. Future Is there glories. a conspiracy to keep us away from the awards? Well, possibly. But listen, if you haven't heard Rob's stuff before, he creates a kind of plethora of surreal short stories, poems, comedy, lots of writing. And in his latest Edinburgh show, The Crowd Show, which was all about crowds, obviously, received rave reviews. He's released four books of poetic prose, short stories and biro drawings. Rob is taking his show, The Crowd Show, on tour around the UK on his biggest tour to date, which starts on October the 1st. And tickets for that can be found at his website. Excellent, and I shall be doing that. So Joel, what are we actually going to discuss with Rob? Now, today we are getting back into some of, I would say, the gold crest, you know, at least medal podium position conspiracy theories that have the most fun. Because today we're asking the question that simply needs to be asked, is the earth hollow? I cannot wait. But before we dive into that with Rob... Just to remind everyone, this week's Tier 4 Platinum Circle bonus episode will be well worth a listen. We're going to be talking about freedom of speech, people being arrested for protesting against the monarchy, the government's policing bill and other issues around this morning period we've all been through. So to gain access to all of our bonus episodes and to listen to this show ad-free, head over to newconspiracist.com right now. And on with the show. Rob Orton, welcome to The New Conspiracist. How are you doing? Hello. Yes, I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I am I am getting used to the reality of the, the British world in mourning. Yes. What a bizarre time to be alive. So look, Rob, before we get into this week's insanely bizarre and fascinating question, mm. when did you sort of first come across conspiracy theories? Like, when, What was your sort of entry-level conspiracy theory? The first one was when I was watching the Beatles anthologies DVDs <laughs> and it was all about the Paul McCartney, yeah. um, the people trying to say that he's dead and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my first take of going, um, all right, people can kind of start to believe things if, if you like. You yeah, know. you can just get yourself into it. Yeah, I love the freedom of just thoughts in general. And then if you, if you keep on having certain thoughts over and the repetition of it, you can start to build your own reality. And that kind of, that's why it's exciting to be honest. Do you think that that's kind of at the heart of it? I think people just want something to say to each other, don't they? <laughs> it fills like, the time. It do, yeah, basically, if you, it's that whole thing of saying, hey, do you know what? You know, don't you think Paul McCartney's changed his looks a bit? <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, yeah, I think that. And then like you have a conversation in the pub, you're like, hey, you know, we've got this idea. It gets you through a whole pint, that. Well, no, it, yeah. it gets you through a pint. <laughs> and then, you know, that I think the more niche kind of thing that you get into with other people, the more of a connection you maybe have with yeah, them. Yeah, totally. And, go, and then that, it can sprawl into 
Well, all different sorts. All manner of conspiracy theories that a glue that holds friendship together. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. You know, when when people start to bond over certain things or experiences, but that's the problem, isn't it? If someone's just kind of, it's about. you know, you're saying, oh, have you noticed this? Have you noticed this? And that's that's why the age in which we live, where the internet is and Facebook and things like that, and you can quickly, it's like, that's it's not just two people in a pub anymore. It's like you've got a feed going into your brain of saying this, 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 this. Yeah. And like a thousand other people who believe it. Are, are there any conspiracy theories you'd like, like yourself believe as a little treat? <laughs> as a treat? <laughs> as a little treat. I mean... I'm more interested in the people who believe them than the actual things themselves. So, like, once I remember I was doing a gig and I was in the um, green room or backstage, whatever, and the sound technician was one of these people who obviously speaks to comedians pretty much every night of the week. And he he had this thing about 9-11, and I was only speaking to him for about... Five, and <laughs> oh, then he good. was just straight in. Like, okay, yeah. you do this every night. It's quite quite a brave opening salvo, that one, isn't it? Oh, hey, you know that you know horrifying, world-changing yeah. thing that killed yeah, three thousand yeah, yeah. people and launched two wars. That's yeah. my small talk but, now. But, but think yeah. how fucked up your head must be if you, you've, you've got to deal with being a sound tech at a comedy venue every single night. Like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, your yeah. mind must be like awash with bizarreness. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, it does look like there's explosions on the inside. But what time do you want me to go on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jet into the jet fuel. Was he was he down with the jet fuel bit, or was he like a you know a sort of building? Was it Building Seven? Was that uh, the yeah, one? Yeah, that was that the, was the one that supposedly stayed up. Well, it, it did stay up for a while. It just yeah. turns out if two massive buildings collapse right next to you, it does a little bit of shit yeah. to your structural integrity. The amount of things though <laughs> I've seen in recently, like even like footballers having to apologise for stuff about like you know this because there was a big a big conspiracy theory wasn't it was that like all the Jews had got out yeah during oh, 9-11 it was just the Jews the so Jews that, had known they one, got out of that the building. one went that one went round my school like a good like weekly you know that that was so widely believed in my school yeah what we have found yeah. Rob doing this podcast is that pretty much it always comes down to the Jews or the Muslims but oh. this week, we think we have a topic that has nothing to do with either of them. Oh. oh maybe to... Oh, am I, oh no. Am I being, am oh, I being naive? sweet summer child. Being, being naive again. So, Unbelievable. Yeah. We'll, but, we'll see but let's that. see. Let's see how quickly we get it there. But it does start from quite a fun place. So, obviously, this week we're doing It's the Earth Hollow. And, Rob, you picked this. So, yeah. what drew you to this one? Well... I went to, going back to school, I w- we went on a school trip to the theme park Lightwater Valley in Yorkshire. Don't Lovely. know if you've been. I actually so, have, actually. I'm, I'm from yeah. Halifax. Of I course did. I've been to Lightwater Valley. You've been to Eureka then every uh, weekend oh, of your life. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. That, that talking <laughs> rubbish bin <laughs> yeah, is yeah, like yeah. my biggest childhood mortification. I was quite a shy child. I don't and, know about this. You've that, got to bring me in on this They had like a rubbish bin. bin robot. I wish I could remember what it was called. What's the vibe with this rubbish uh, bin? What happens? Like, Eureka's this amazing museum. You like, jump around in giant mouths and there's like big light rooms and I I loved it but this robot just like chats to small shy children really loudly (laughs) I just like this robot talking to me in front of hundreds of other people and my deep mortification is like genuinely trauma memory (laughs) fucking eureka it's probably got the most buttons out of any museum (laughs) in the country hasn't it but um yeah, so Lightwater Valley, the ultimate. It's you know, it's 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 a theme park, and um, I was on this. We went on a school trip, and it was really raining that day, so it was very quiet. And they've got a roller coaster called the Rat, 
I don't know if you went on that. It's, it's underground. I don't know so, about this either. Well, look, you're not missing out on too much. It's, 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 it's an <laughs> I underground like rollercoaster. I am. But um, because it was raining, there was no queue, so we could just go on this underground rollercoaster over and over and over again. And now, some of the drops on the rat rollercoaster are remarkably long. Like, you know, and that, when, when we were talking about this and I started looking at the hollow earth theory, I thought, well, actually, maybe... I have actually. The Earth is hollow, and Lightwater Valley proves it. Well, I just think that, that it. Basically, I, I want to see. I want to see the um, engineering plans for that roller coaster because it did feel like that drop was about fifteen miles long. You're going to spunk your load when you find out about the underground. <laughs> I'm telling you, that shit is wild. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's the first time I've heard spunk your load in a while. Yeah, it doesn't get used enough. I yeah, don't think. no. You could bring that back. No, I, I think that. I think one time James, it is, was James is disgusted by that. Yeah, it's, it's hit him. James is extremely woke, and he finds these kind of problematic. Look, this phrases is this is a family podcast, it, it really fucking is, isn't it? Um, but Rob, it is kind of a fascinating one, right? I mean, it sort of harks back to sort of some of the greatest sci-fi of all time, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I like simple ideas that are great, you know. So. Yeah. Um, Oh, you see, I like simple ideas. That's shit, personally. So, you know, we're not going to get on. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of a simple idea that's great, but I couldn't. So, but it, this, <laughs> this is one. So, the Earth being hollow, great. I can get on board with that. And it's like something that I didn't... I thought, well, I could do a bit of research into it. But really, I just like the idea of it being like a... a it, Christmas the, there's some, there's the something yeah. kind of pleasing about the idea of there's all of these people sort of living inside and they're like, fucking morons living on the outside, like fucking idiots. It's a proper mad you know? thing, isn't it, though, the, the, the hollow thing? Because there's like hollow moon theories, yep. right? We had lots of stuff we were, when we were talking about the pyramids recently, about the sort of the, the issues of what's inside the hollow reality. Is it something to do with the aliens? But hollow I mean, I mean, you know there are bits inside the pyramids, right? right. They're, they're that, not that solid. Is, that, is, yeah. that is true, right? Yeah. That is true. It's not like the Toblerones. <laughs> no. It's a totally different thing. Yeah. Right, okay, there's there's much less now. nougat. Right, there you go. That's your fact for today. That was a really good, good fact for today. I mean, I've got another Toblerone fact, actually. Go on, then. You know, um, in the 1500s, Toblerones used to be a solid triangular piece of chocolate. <laughs> and then there was a, like, a, they had to cut back, so then they put some segments in. They put, they put some gaps in. And then as it's gone on, the gaps have just got bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like you could measure the decline of civilization. Well, is that fucking true? They've actually, gap. just to save money, they've made the gaps between Toblerone have, and the Have true? you not seen the austerity Toblerones? That's amazing. You've got like one triangle and they're just about half a mile of gap now. I think Seriously, actually, out of order. No, they, they, they didn't increase the gaps for a little while, didn't they? Yeah. But I think now they've closed it back up because it, they looked public, crap. Public Outcry. They honestly, they looked, oh, yeah, yeah. they looked really sort of. It's pitiful. really making me want a Toblerone. Hollow Toblerone theory. It's know. giving me serious <laughs> Toblerone vibes. Let's get back to this because it's sort of madly fascinating and has all these different insane ideas, right? Well, it goes back to classical mythology, doesn't it? Because there was the whole sort of Greek mythology, underworld, Hades. Uh, Joel, you might know it from the Disney cartoon Hercules. Uh, I'm aware. <laughs> um, you know, there was this idea that there was something underneath. And so, you know, why not make it the afterlife? Mm. 
And then when we decided no, obviously, duh, the afterlife's in the sky. Uh, we decided hell probably wasn't down there, but instead is some metaphorical dimension and, you know, philosophers happened. The sort of the new idea is sort of started to be more scientific. And, you know, if other things are hollow, if space is huge and empty, you know, what if there is a sun in the middle of the earth and space in between? Especially once people realised if you dig down, it gets hot. Yeah, and I think that kind of that makes sort of sense, became right? A theory. Like that kind of makes sense before you know modern science and actually understanding about you know the Earth's core and the magma and stuff like that. You know, I mean, there are some very, very, very cavernous holes into the Earth that could create definitely. This is where a sense. I should do a your mom joke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Rob, you saw, see the abuse that I get just for sitting, Fantastic. Yeah, just for sitting on. on this. But it is, I mean, is that, like, what do you make of the sort of, what do you think the ancients would have, would have thought of this well, hollow edifice? Because you were saying, like, a Christmas bauble, right? Yeah, I like what people are saying about, like, we've just scratched down to the Earth's surface. So, people have drilled down, what, they've drilled down eight, Eight miles, twelve just kilometers. Just under, yeah. That's the, the 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 biggest depth we've ever drilled down to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'll have a lot more on this later. I promise you. Mm. It's cool. Oh yeah. So shall I not say that? Oh, no, 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 we can. No, we can. But the the Earth is, with a little tease. So it's four thousand miles, and we've only gone eight miles. So oh, then nice. people are going. Yeah, well, this is what the Earth's core is made of. And I, I like that it makes it sound like Eminem's actually I was about making to say, a like, geology point. Was Eminem really trying to tell us something? <laughs> you know, what were the actual lyrics to losing it? What did he actually say? What was he saying? He said, we got one chance. You get one <laughs> shot. Right? Was he just really trying to tell us that and the it was, was the cold in Russia? <laughs> I'm just saying. Lose yourself. <laughs> there, when, there is a lot Eminem of Eminem made the song of his film 8 Mile, was he actually trying to tell us that we were losing it. I mean, as, no, as, as... well, it's called Lose Yourself. Right. Lose Yourself eight miles into the mantle in the hollow earth. Although, Rob's, although that... Rob's not seeing the connection. That, that, song, not, that, that song has a bigger problem than that. He's the, not getting on board with he's, it. He's, like, vomited <laughs> on his sweater, like, spaghetti <laughs> everywhere, and then it's... But on the surface, he looks calm and ready. It's like, have you ever seen someone covered in their own vomit and gone, you know that guy? He looks calm and ready. So he is saying he that on the, the surface, <laughs> things look calm and ready. Oh, More God. evidence yeah. that Eminem was trying to get the truth out. I've got a point on this. I don't know if you did know this, but modern day believers of the hollow earth theory, it is thought many of the world's biggest pop stars are subscribers to the hollow earth theory, but they disguise their message to the outside world by singing the word hello instead of hollow. <laughs> If you listen very closely to Hello by Adele, Lionel Richley, you can actually hear them saying the word hollow. Oh, wait, hollow, hollow from the other side. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course they are. Hollow from the outside. Yeah. I knew Adele was trying to tell us something. I, 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 I feel you have inadvertently, Rob, just given us a transition into a secret bit of the show that Jolyon doesn't know about. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> so producer Mike has written... A special quiz just Ooh, for this episode. I'm really excited. And I'm emphasising that it's him because it's based on a horrible pun. Oh, God, here we go. Welcome to Hello, Does It Go? <laughs> there we go. I'm out. Right, OK, thanks. Uh, <laughs> this, that was the end of this episode. In this quiz, I'm going to present you with an object that goes down low into the earth. And all you have to tell me is Hollow, Does It Go? Right. And for context, we'll use the height of the Statue of Liberty, which stands at 305 feet. Can Rob and I confer 
on our answers. Uh, well, I think the idea is you're in competition with Oof. each other. Right, it's okay. a competition. So, the Mariana Trench, jolly in. What am I saying? How low? Yeah. How how? So you can say in feet. Imperial measures only. We live in Liz Truss's Britain, uh, so you can say in feet or in statues of liberty. I'd say I'd say four statues of liberty. Okay, Rob. Can I have a bit of background on the Mariana Trench, please? It's the deep bit of the sea in the Pacific Ocean. It's the deepest bit of the ocean. Ooh. It's the bit in Pacific Rim where all the baddies come out. It of. is, yeah. It is. <laughs> How deep? Yeah. Is your love? For the Pacific another. Rim. <laughs> another reference to the Hollow Earth. I don't know. What was your guess? For um, we're, we're, Statue we're of taking Liberties. Four statues but I'm of just saying, I reckon I like it's it. a bit... Like, oh, no, I think it's... Right. Yeah, so I, I think we'd go, I think maybe like 26. <laughs> well, that's point, point to Rob. It's 118. Fucking it hell. It is 36,201 feet deep. Can oh, I ask you a question? Wow. How do we know that? Uh, is that radar we've that sent, we've used? We've sent stuff down there. We've yeah. sent probes you send, down. You can probe it, yeah. James Cameron went down himself, didn't he? He did. He did in his little sub. Jules Verne had nothing on him. Yeah. Okay, a jack-up drilling oil rig. That's an oil rig in the sea. Ooh, um, six Statue of Liberties. And Rob? I think that's going to be... I think that's, that's going to be... That's 700... <laughs> it's 32 is it? so that's a point to Joel <laughs> really I did really well there didn't I six a <laughs> carrot what how far down into the earth does a carrot go yeah that's a bit random <laughs> is it what has this turned into brass eye or something <laughs> I, I did not write this seriously utilising a carrot's length to discuss the hollow earth I don't <laughs> fucking know three what the longest carrot of all time no, just a regular carrot you well, can do it in feet. I would like, what, a Tesco's carrot or a like, farmer's market carrot? They're completely different. I mean, they, they're not that different. They uh, do both grow in the soil, you know. Okay, an average carrot. Mm, half a foot. <laughs> <laughs> Rob? Uh, I'd say quarter. Are you so, excited, Rob, that when you came into this podcast, did you think you'd be discussing how long is a carrot? I love it. It's, it is one foot. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so that gets you there. Oh my god! And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one more. I'm gonna do, and there's a bonus point with this one. Yeah. The deepest tube station in the UK, Ooh. and the bonus is for knowing which it is. I'm not you, James. This is exactly the sort of thing you know. You I do didn't know. write this. Did you, do you know the answer to this? Of course I do. Because he fucking does. Like psychologically. <laughs> Just like which one's got the most biggest vibe? I mean, psychologically, it's morning to I, I reckon, honestly, probably just because it's near Westminster, it's probably Westminster or Waterloo or something. And how deep do you reckon? I reckon not even a Statue of Liberty, three quarters of a Statue of Liberty. Okay. I'm I'm just going to go off the escalator then. So I think <laughs> I think Angel. Uh, I can confirm you're correct on the uh, escalator length. Yeah. There. Angel is the longest escalator on the tube. Yeah. How deep do you think the station is? Uh, not many. I think maybe th- maybe only maybe only two. So so it's actually Hampstead Station. Is it? No, it's yeah. not. And that is 191 feet down. Hang on a second. Are you saying that the where the platform is? Yeah. That's Hampstead is the deepest one. It is. Yeah. That's so weird. And it's 191 feet down, which is 0.6 Statues of Liberty. So it is a win for Jolyon. <laughs> well, Rob, I have to say, when it comes to how deep holes are, I am an expert. <laughs> I dig myself into them a lot. I spend a lot of time down there.
So can we actually get back to talking about the amazingness that is the hollow earth theory? Because let me tell you, the first time I heard the hollow earth theory was a, a rave in India where someone I'm absolutely off his tits on acid was telling me that in the jungle in Kerala, there was an entrance to the hollow earth. And I thought he was taking the piss. And I realized he actually wasn't taking the piss at all. He was absolutely serious. Is it just people who take psychedelics that really believe so that this is there's true? There's some proper respected scientists, like historical figures who've gone for this. Uh, Rob, do you want to name any of them for us? Well, we're going to talk about um, Edmund Halley. Yeah of, yeah, of the Comet fame. The Comet guy. John Cleve Sims Jr. Uh, John Cleve Sims Jr., yes. Sims Jr., that's it. He, he wrote in April 18, To all the world... I declare the earth is hollow and habitable within. So not just hollow, but, you know, you can live there. Contain- Good central heating. Containing a number of solid concentric spheres, one within the other, and that it is open at the poles 12 or 16 degrees. And then he really committed to the bit. It was really into it, uh, wasn't he? I pledge my life in support of this truth, and I am ready to explore the hollow if the world will support and aid me in the undertaking. Uh, what I like about this is that he's gone like full Russian doll. Totally. Like, he's not just saying it's hollow. He's saying there's like other Earths Do we know who it? he's writing this to? Is this like in a newspaper report or is this someone that he's actually sort of, is it a personal letter? Oh, it was in a self-funded pamphlet wow. called Circular Number One that um, he sort of sent around. And Congress actually voted on whether or not to fund an expedition for him. You're taking the piss. So he he would have had 100 brave companions, well-equipped to start from Siberia in the fall season with reindeer and sleighs on the ice of the frozen sea. And he said that uh, they would find warm and rich land stocked with thrifty vegetables and animal, if not men. Wow. He reckoned that there was... Um, an opening 4,000 miles wide at the Arctic and 6,000 miles wide at the Antarctic. Do you think that part which of Which you think you'd probably find quite easy to spot. But yeah, in 1822, Congress actually had a vote on whether or not to fund this expedition. It's wild, isn't it? That's it. It's like that thing of, I pledge my life in support of this truth and I'm ready to explore the hollow. If the world will support me and aid me in this undertaking, you know. It's like... Asking for an Arts Council grant. Yeah. <laughs> go and live. Oh, I, I want to go and live underground. I'm going to start digging. Can, you, can I have 10 grand, please? Yeah. Have you thought about asking the Arts Council? <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe maybe I should. But I, I, I mean, I the new culture secretary might like sort of, you know, yeah. artists and poet trap types going underground for a while. Do you think that part of this is that sort of, and it is very American as well, like they venerate like Columbus, the idea of the frontier, the idea of discovery. Do you think part of this is just a, it's quite male as well, like wanting to get somewhere and stick a flag in it and be like, I was first? Yeah, I mean, all the research that I've done on this, there hasn't been many female names that have come up. No, literally not one, I don't think. Other than Adele. Uh, well, look, we'll yeah, come back to Adele, <laughs> the Illuminati later. It's strange because I sort of think, you know, I spent some time. I was working on a project recently where I was reminded of some time I spent in in Ireland. And in Ireland, if you grow up around sort of a lot of the sort of Catholic realities, the idea of like, 
you know, the fear of God, for instance, is much more alive in that culture than it is in a lot of England. Mm. And I wonder when I look at these sort of people's sort of obsessions with these things, whether the idea of divinity, mysticism, magic was much more alive at the time. So the idea that there could be in the centre of the earth a lot of dinosaurs, a lot of sort of ancient civilizations. do we think that's part of it? Well, it was often an alternative to Atlantis. So right. the Swiss mathematician Lenhard Euler, and Euler is like a big name in maths, this is a credible dude, uh, was a hollow earth theory. What did it, what did Euler come up with then? Uh, he thought there were advanced civilizations in the planet. He thought there was a sun in the middle of the the earth. But I mean, in the maths in. world, like why is he such a big? Uh, big oh, like... all sorts of stuff. Yeah, uh, including he's basically the guy behind Venn diagrams. Would you compare uh, him to like the notorious stuff. Big in the rap world? Yes. Right. Yes, so I he's would. the he's the big of maths. Uh, there was also a friend of Queen Victoria who thought that cities existed underground and in a hollow earth. So the Queen's involved. Uh, Great. So, yes, um, she was uh, Lady Paget, friend of Queen Victoria, thought that that was there. And and she's a lady. So that's the first lady <laughs> that we've had involved in this. A lady and a lady. Yeah. So, like, this, this wasn't sort of... You know, a lot of conspiracy theories are people who are quite on the fringes or on the outside. Like, this was... Mm. Pretty well-respected people with this one, wasn't it? But I think when it goes into the 19th century, all the theories, that's where it starts to become kind of exciting, right? I mean, that's where we start to get to some of the sort of... Because I think the first time I came across this theory was was really within science fiction, right? Is that the first time you heard of it? Uh... No, the first time I heard of it was when I started Googling conspiracy <laughs> theories this week. <laughs> like Jules Verne, who is a classic fantasy novelist, you know, he's, he's one of his most famous works, Journey to the Centre of the Earth, you know, played a massive part in this idea of the hollow earth theory. I mean, do, do we think that all these people who we've already talked about, did they really believe it? Or were they just kind of like, you know, strutting their stuff with their new theory. It's very difficult trying to have a thought from scratch about the entire thing of our planet. I don't have the ambition to do that. No, it's serious <laughs> like, work. So these are, these are people who are kind of walking around and probably maybe they've got like a desk max. <laughs> you know, there's no computers. Maybe they've got a few pages and a bit of feather oh. and, a, and a quill and then like, actually, I'm, I'm going to write this down. Let's see, how, got a desk. let's see how this goes. Yeah, like, fuck it. Yeah. And I mean, but thinking about in today's world, you know, no one truly knows about, like, scientists, if Brian Cox was here, he'd probably say, look, we do know what the Earth's core is made of. It's made of this, and it's really hot down there. And it, But the fact is, no one really knows what, what they... It's, we it's, we it's, don't know for sure. It's all about yeah. earthquakes, right? Yeah. And the, um, we know what is down there because of earthquakes. Seismic waves, seismometers are like telescopes for exploring the Earth's interior instead of looking out to yeah. space. Well, that's really interesting. But who knows? It might... If I was to have a conspiracy th- theory about the Earth's core, I could say, okay, yeah, it's hot on the outside and then it's kind of cool and then there's like a laser quest in the middle of it. You know, and <laughs> which is ridiculous, obviously. There's a laser quest but in the middle of the Earth. I could, say, I could believe that. Yeah. The bit that we kind of do know is like a whole bunch of stuff that was sort of, you know, mainly iron, but a whole bunch of other elements like sort of all came together and spun and basically were this hot thing. And then, you know, essentially when they're like in a blast furnace or something, right. and you see all the slag come up to the top. Mm-hmm. 
we are living on the slag. Fucking love the crust on is slags. the fucking slag. It's but, amazing, isn't but it? But that's sort of what what has happened. There's a little bit on the outside that's just of this big furnace that is Earth. I'm actually finding the misogyny that you're using about the Earth and Mother Earth quite triggering, actually. But we are like literally just on that little bit that on on a furnace we just sweep away. Yeah. And that's how thin it is compared to the rest of it. And so the next bit down we call the mantle. That's the one that we know quite a lot about because of earthquakes and these seismographs and the, the yeah. tremor. Yeah. The bit in the middle is all a bit theoretical, mm. like how dense it is, how it works, all of that kind of stuff, because weird stuff starts happening. But the, it is nice to think about it being, if it is really hot and everything, to think, that, all right, let's just call it a sun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's there, you know, and then it's like, and then, but then they started saying about there being, a, there was like lush landscapes in the center and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, and that. but I, some of the language that I've dug up around this uh, thing of going saying about um, we we are living in a globe instead of on a globe, and like the stars are chunks of frozen ice suspended from the ceiling. I love, I love <laughs> like that. Brilliant. Staging, Me too. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. And it's all that relative thing, isn't it? Of like, how can you? Because a lot of the problem you find with a lot of real conspiracy theorists is it's quite difficult sometimes to disprove stuff. We take certain things as read, you know, if you believe in rationalist, materialist science. But of all the stories about Hollow Earth, this has got to be the best. And Rob's already alluded to it, which is a polar explorer, Admiral Richard Byrd, who backed a Hollow Earth theory that in 1947, when flying reconnaissance missions over the North Pole, he allegedly reported in his journal about a mysterious land beyond the North Pole, which he called the centre of the great unknown. And that is exactly what Rob was talking about. You know, he reported flying over these lush green areas. And when he flew to Antarctica a few years later, it was rumoured that they'd found an entrance into a hollow earth that was populated by advanced beings. I'd love the idea of advanced beings. What are they advanced in? Driving? Are they advanced driving skills? Or, you know, they're just really quite advanced emotional really intelligence? Good at Connect Four. Yeah, really good at Connect Four. But then what I love is the idea that this was then hushed up. So when questioned by the authorities when he got back to Washington and allegedly told to stop talking about such things. I mean, this is like the beginning of the new series of Lost, isn't it? Well, I actually quite like the idea that he was just a shit pilot and he was like in... Uh, <laughs> he was like over the Netherlands or something. He's like, that's weird. There's loads of grassy stuff here yeah. at the North Pole. I love the thought of the entrance where we were saying that the the entrance to the, the hollow earth in Antarctica is like a... <laughs> That you can walk over the edge of it, yeah, and not even know it's not like a drop, yeah. It's it's curved. Oh, so it's <laughs> so just it, yeah. It's quite it's quite a long entrance, and it's like almost like walking down Old Street, <laughs> but, but not knowing that you're actually going downhill. And you just suddenly and, you, you, you're on the inside, yeah, and you won't like even know. Walking across the top of the world, and you're like, oh, okay. And then next thing you know, you're in a podcast studio, and you're like, you're, you're actually in the hollow earth, and you don't even know it. Rob, I I feel. I feel we've let Jolien have too much fun so far. You know, yeah. we've uh, we've given him a nice sci-fi sort of conspiracy. These are my favourite ones that actually it's, feel it's like a great sci-fi film. It's all been happy and lovely. Film. The people who believe in it have yeah, been, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. captains and admirals and Interesting scientists. Guys. Can we make this problematic for him? <laughs> 
What, by dropping in a couple of Nazis? <laughs> I think let's drop in a couple of Nazis. Oh, God. Let's do it. I feel like we could do it a jingle for that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> drop in a couple of Nazis. Is that good enough for you? Is that Nazi enough for you? We'll fix it in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Springtime Allah- <laughs> for Hollow Earth Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> the Allies are closing in. Berlin is crumbling under the weight of Allied bombs. There is only one escape route. Suicide is out of the question. Hitler and an elite group of travellers go through to an underground tunnel to an airstrip and fly to the South Pole where they enter the hollow earth. This sounds like the trailer for a much better podcast than this one. (laughs) This sounds really exciting. It's like true crime but Nazis. And then, yeah, so then they were there, right? And that's where he was <laughs> They lived happily ever after. I love that. The, the, you know, the good news, lads, is there's a hollow earth. It's got these lovely civilization, verdant fields. Uh, they've got technology you haven't dreamed of. The bad news, they're all Nazis. Yeah. I've, I've heard <laughs> that about... feels very 2022, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, I've heard about Nazis on the moon, but literally this is the first time I've heard that there are Nazis like in the middle of the Earth. I mean, it would of... just be absolutely brutal, wouldn't it? Like a Nazi <laughs> collaboration with people who live in the centre of the... Like, imagine that. if So UFOs, finally UFOs here. And then the flying saucers have got swastikas on. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we met some of your people. They had some great ideas. Exactly. And then the aliens get out and they're all racist. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want racist aliens. We Just don't need anything else. Us all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, come on, aliens, you know. So there's, I have to say, there's something about the whole, the hollow earth is real, but it's full of Nazis thing that's almost cute. Yeah. And it's the... Hollow Earth Research Society in Ontario, Canada, clearly a well-respected, august body, have said that the Hollow Earth explanation uh, helps sort of explain what happened with 2,000 officially missing German and Italian scientists. You're shitting me. Is this an Uh, actual thing? So there are 2,000 officially missing Nazi scientists who sort of basically bodies were never found, they were never found, and they're saying that they were the sort of leaders of the cohort that took maybe up to a million uh, people into the hollow earth. Now the thing is, there really, there really are two thousand missing German and Italian like fascist scientists. But are they not just? Didn't they all just get American passports? Yes, they yeah, all, I mean, they, right. all, they all moved to America and Britain. Made the I got told, bomb. yeah, hey, you're like Ken Smith now. Yeah. <laughs> um, try and keep down the German accent, you know, no, no goose stepping. But you know, we'll forgive the whole terrible war crime shit because you know we want some good sciencey shit. But just the purity of kind of going, no, no, it's not that we live in a cynical and horrible world. It's that the earth is full of Nazis. Wait, that's which is worse? That, yeah, I mean, that the Nazis are on the surface winners, or that they're living in a better utopian Nazi? I think there's something quite comforting of thinking that the centre of the earth, the hot place, is full of Nazis. <laughs> personally, I know, but not if they're all nice not if they're all nice <laughs> not, not if they're nice nice if they're all alright you know, no not if they're all in like in that in the paradise that's near the sun that's in the centre of the earth and they're allowed to walk around the lush fields of green no that's yeah, true yeah I'm just sort of picturing something like Kokomo but Nazi what's Kokomo you know the Beach Boys song the, yeah I get it so, so let's say we can rule out 
the Nazis being there. Yeah. Or, you know, we'll we'll at least put a, a pin in it because, you know... Gutted about that. Hit, Hitler's okay. body was found. It wasn't like it was, you know, there's, there's not a mystery to solve here. Like, his corpse was found. But there is a modern Hollow Earth sort of uh, movement. Uh, one of its leaders is Rod- Rodney Clough, who uh, wrote World's Top Secret, Our Earth Is Hollow. And you know it's a serious book because he capitalised the is. Um, and he is trying to organise an expedition into the Hollow Earth, setting off from Russia uh, on an icebreaker ship. Uh, and I think part of it's nuclear powered. You know, there's all sorts going on. He was going to price his tickets at $20,000 per person. Wow. Would you go into the Hollow Earth for $20,000? Would you join that expedition? <laughs> you and old Rodney. I mean, what's it going to be? It's just going to be like a crap cruise, isn't it? Some of the onboard entertainment is going to be quite questionable. (laughs) But I, uh, no, I would, obviously, I I wouldn't go. I can't afford it. Um, um, But if the Arts Council give you a grant. Yeah, if I could get an Arts Council grant to go on the cruise for, as like a, maybe I could be like the poet in residence. I don't know. I'm like, I'm sort of thinking it's like less like a cruise and more like, if you try to go like I don't know whale watching and you see fuck all and you're just like I mean <laughs> we're looking for the entrance we're looking oh yeah. not bad weather guys sorry we're gonna have to go back now can't see to but find it they could potentially do that thing of saying look the entrance is so gradual that you don't know you've actually been in yeah. and not noticed like, <laughs> uh, okay everyone <laughs> you've been here gaslighting on biblical proportions. It's all right, James. We, we all heard what you said. Yep, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, stuff that, you know, people actually talk about, about, you know, going too far sort of below the surface with Earth. There's sort of this old theory that the Soviets dug too deep and opened the gateway to hell. And sort of in mythology, this was sort of in uh, Siberia. And uh, that sort of claim was that the Soviet Russians managed to dig nine miles into the crust and sort of opened this gateway to hell and abandoned it and sort of it's it's all top secret and terrible. And the weird thing is, it is based on a true-ish story uh, until the demon-y hell bit, you know, disappointing spoiler. And it is this um, sort of cola borehole which actually is sort of much nearer kind of the border with Finland and Norway. So it's not in Siberia at all. Right. Um, But they dug down largely for research and they got more than seven and a half miles down and then basically ran out of money. It was 1995. The Soviet Union had collapsed by then. Holy shit. So it's just literally just still sitting there. Yeah, basically. There's a little facility built on top of it. But stuff started getting really weird. Not sort of paranormal type weird, but the density of the rock was like really low and the temperatures weren't doing what they thought it was. And so the rock started behaving like plastic almost. And so was filling back in as they were digging it. And so they sort of found they couldn't get deeper. Well, they literally could not get deeper than seven and a half miles. It kept like almost filling itself back in somehow because like... Just nothing behaved like they thought it would because, you know, in theory, just like when you go up, the air gets thinner, it gets colder, etc. Yeah. You know, for anything that we're likely to experience, pressure goes up, it gets hotter, etc. Once they got down that far, basically shit got weird 
you know, like like Rob was saying earlier, we don't actually, you know, mm. pe- we know a lot about what's happening under the earth. It's not a kind of ooh, there be dragons mystery, but we don't understand all of it by any stretch of the imagination. And so, yeah, I quite like, yeah, they didn't open a gate to hell, but they definitely sort of proved there's shit that we do not know. So we've come to that part of the podcast where we have to decide whether the theory of the Hollow Earth is legit, is real, or it's a fake. So, Rob. For all the listeners out there, mm. is the Earth hollow? The bits that I have seen aren't hollow. <laughs> Went to Santorini on my honeymoon. That wasn't hollow. <laughs> that was that was very much a thing. And as well, if something is like you know the guy who was saying that there's five balls within it, then and but after that he actually said, "Oh no, it's just hollow." It was yeah. like like that. If if something's got something in it, can it still be hollow? You know, like a suitcase. Like is a, if it's got is, a little void in the middle. Is yeah. a full suitcase still hollow? Like an egg, yeah. right? No, it's not, is it? Because it's got stuff in it. It's but, true. But it gets a little air pocket as it goes off. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to, having looked at this theory for a bit, I'm going to live my life thinking that there is something hot at the centre of the earth. Do you know what? I'll probably take that into the future thinking... I like thinking about there being a sun in the middle of the earth and it's just a glowing ball of heat and... Why you know, not? Heat and Nazis. <laughs> but but it's, is it gases that are in the centre of the earth? No, it's like um, sort of solids that act like liquids. Isn't it just magma? Yeah, that's but, what you think. But in the earth, it's hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah, but we... What? Yeah. Yep. Hang on, the inside of the earth, what, we're saying the centre, actually, the core for, of well, the we earth. Well, we don't know about the very centre, but, yeah, the towards the core of the earth. Is hotter than the surface, surface of, of the, the sun. sun. Well, obviously, the middle of the sun, pretty fucking hot. We reckon so, yeah. <laughs> And we know that because of earthquakes. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, we know that because James is James. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I know that because of Google. So, James, <laughs> uh, I come to you now. Is the earth hollow? I think the earth is mostly not hollow, but right at the middle... Is a laser quest <laughs> with Hitler riding a T-Rex around it. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Scientifically, we have proven that there's a dinosaur being ride by Hitler, possibly, possibly with some advanced beings and some luscious fields at the centre of the earth. I just have to, before Joel closes us, go, <laughs> this is the first episode I've ever done where the guest has more notes than we do. <laughs> it's like, quite extraordinary. Rob has just had sort of page after page of these extraordinary handwritten notes that he's gone through. It's it's yeah. absolutely great. Well, I've got some, can I, uh, what is it? Who's have you done a poem about it? <laughs> no, actually, I've got... I was genuinely expecting, I was looking forward to... I've got a thing. I've got a story I wrote about a field underground that I could maybe read. Amazing, if I'd it, love that. If it's crap, then we can just cut it. No, right? it won't be. I've been very excited about it. All right, it, well, it's called Underground Field. What if there's a field underground? An underground field? There could be. How far underground? 500 metres? A huge, hollowed-out area with a perfectly flat, sharp-cornered field in it, complete with a single entrance and exit. There's a tunnel going down to it, and if it's all dark with rubble that hasn't been tidied away properly because the developers paid more attention to the field than the tunnel leading down to it. You you need a torch if you're going, but after about 400 metres of walking, a light begins to appear at the end of the tunnel, like a nature spot that not many people know about. The magic happens when you get there, but the journey to it is quite unremarkable. You come to a clearing in the ground 
Oh, hold on. Is is the point of the field to encourage people to appreciate the natural light we're eligible for on Earth? How precisely positioned the sun is to provi- to provide us with exactly what we need for a tomato plant to grow? Well, no, not really. It's more about the field. Okay, so what's the field of? It's a grass lawn, the type of lawn that somebody is proud of. Okay, is that it? No, the lawn's got animals on it. Sorry? It's a neat football pitch-sized rectangle of perfectly cut grass with animals on it. Uh, haven't they wrecked the grass then? No, that's the thing. It, it looks like they tiptoed onto it. They're not eating it. No, all the animals have an equal distance between them and they've taken a stance and are sticking to it. They're posing like they're practising for taxidermy. <laughs> Zebra, giraffe, stag, elephant, horse, cheetah. How is it lit then? Uh, well, I've got floodlights at the moment, but we can have anything we want if you've got any ideas. I don't know. Maybe something to do with Sabutio. You know how one of your mates always had the floodlights for Sabutio and they were the most sought-after lights in the village. Yeah, so giant Sabutio floodlights. And they're as delicate, as temperamental as Sabutio floodlights, but they're actually massive, normal floodlights. Mm, I'm not sure about this. I don't know. It seems a bit, a bit rigid. We can have anything with our imaginations, you know roll a lion into a ball and attach a cord to it like a bathroom light and pull it and we've got an amber glowing light. That's what brains can do. Don't worry about how we get there. It's the thought process that counts. We could have sunflowers underground and they're creating the light and even the centre circle of the sunflowers are shining brown light. Uh, I think we should just stick to floodlights. It gives it more of a James Bond face <laughs> under a pretend lake volcano type feel. Okay, well, that's what I've got underground then. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Rob, I love your stuff. Now, if there are people who are listening to the podcast who may not have seen you do your live shows mm-hmm. or follow your socials, where can they find you? They can find me on my website, robalton.co.uk. Um, I've got a live events section where I'm, I'm going on tour in October and November. All loads of venues around the UK. I'm doing my sh- new show about crowds called The Crowd Show. Oh, nice. Um, that I just did at the Edinburgh Festival. And then I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Orton and at Rob Orton. Well, I didn't see... And that's Rob A-U-T-O-N, yeah? A-U-T-O-N, yeah. Well, I didn't see this year's show, but a couple of years ago, I saw Rob live. And let me tell you, you do not want to miss him. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We will be back next week. Our producer was Michael Dale. Our engineers, Jay Beal, Josh Gibbs, Gully Lawrence Tickle and Teddy Riley. Production coordinator was Lily Hambly, our marketing coordinator, Emily Webb, and our executive producer, Alex Lawless, with additional production from Chris Skinner. From all of us, goodbye. Goodbye.